0: Welcome back to, well, that's interesting, the, okay, that's weird, but really cool, I'm into it, edition. I mean, I mean, (laughs)
1: that's so many things. So many things. In life. Yeah. Um, Like, mushrooms. Yes. And I don't mean, like, on a drug level, just, like, they're so weird. They are. And random that you just brought that, just pick that, sure. Yeah. Are we talking (laughs) about mushrooms today? No. Oh, Okay. (laughs)
0: Not at all, but damn, that's, yeah, they are weird and cool. They're that's so true.
1: cool. And just the way they, we were kind of talking about it off air, but like just yeah. the way they come into the world is crazy. Y'all it's crazy. Y'all should Google them. Yeah. <laughs> Google it's <mushrooms>.
0: wild. <laughs> On your work computer. Google On mushrooms. your work
1: computer right now, <laughs> you don't even have to add the, 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 the muh mu part. <laughs> just <laughs> type in shrooms and see what happens. <laughs> just shrooms uh today
0: is in between 076 a human brain that turned to glass
1: Why? (laughs) (laughs) and blue lightning that shoots up yeah this makes sense jill i feel like you're i feel like you're fucking with me today (laughs) like there are some days where i'm like okay this makes sense (laughs) this and that but today i'm like neither of these things yeah even
0: the parasites and asses make sense makes more sense than uh a human brain turning to glass yeah
1: i have no idea where (laughs) we're gonna start and end with that um (laughs) but i have a feeling you're gonna tell me oh it's gonna be incredible amazing
0: uh i'm jill chacha and i am with the uh, perplexed marissa
1: riley that's me (laughs) i'm here i have no idea (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> where we're going with this. Yeah. But I am very here for it. So and I'm here pumped. for
0: it. Uh, if this is your first time listening, welcome to the flock. Welcome. <laughs> Dr. Riley here uh, comes in cold and learns everything in real time, just like you. It's true. I don't know if
1: you noticed, but I had no idea what we were going to talk about today. And I'm, I still don't, <laughs> to be honest. I still cannot make sense of either of these topics. <laughs> But like I said, Jill will uh, add it will, some clarity. Yeah, it will
0: all come together, and you're going to say, yeah, that's weird but really cool, and I'm into it On the end of this in-betweeny. Fucking pumped. All right. Let's do it. My friends, when we're not talking about parasites in brains or butts or mysterious holes in the earth or mysterious medical ailments, we're probably talking about volcanoes. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> we We love a good volcanic eruption on the pod, and today... We're going to begin our story of how a human brain turned to glass by getting into our time machine and dialing it way the fuck back 2,000 years to the summer of love, 79 A.D.
1: (laughs) Wow. That's right. I mean, talk about the summer of love. There is never (laughs) a time quite like... Never. Uh, the summer of 79 nine. That's, that's AD. It. It. Literally 79. Right. No little apostrophe nope. beforehand. Two numbers, y'all. 7 9. That's right. Let's party. Let's do it.
0: Uh, This was the year a not-so-little eruption occurred, uh, devastating many southern Italian cities, including world-renowned Pompeii. Oh, I am familiar. Believe Ah. it or not, I have heard of Pompeii. Awesome. Dr. Marissa, based on your numerous history degrees, uh, off the top of your head, please tell us, what do you know about Pompeii?
1: All right. I know. Okay, let's do it. I know there was a volcano. Yes. Okay. (laughs) I knew it erupted and covered this city in, like, ash. Ash. Yep. It covered like the sky in ash. Yep. And kind of like from what what I heard when I was like a kid, I don't know what actually happened. They said everything was just kind of like frozen in time. Yeah. With this ash. Like people would be like walking their dogs. Probably not. I, they probably had a <laughs> different way I don't know. People would be doing normal stuff like cooking or, or like hugging or something. And mm-hmm. then everything was frozen.
0: Yeah.
1: As is. And yep. then when they dug it up later, everyone was like Still hugging. Everyone was still <laughs> hugging. I just know that because I think there's like one like big deal, a couple of skeletons that were like spooning. And everyone was like, oh my God. They spooned. <laughs> Summer of, spoon. of love. Summer of love. They were loving. Baby. <laughs> they were loving softly. So,
0: Yeah, that's exactly right. Put a pin in that. Uh, okay. Things frozen in time. Yes. Uh, yeah, Pompeii is probably... Arguably the most popular city that comes to mind when talking about one of the deadliest volcanic eruptions in European history, the day Mount Vesuvius went fucking boom. Yes, it did. Yes. Now, I thought it would be helpful to have a little refresher about this eruption, specifically focusing on just how end of days it was for thousands of people living within just miles of the volcano. What that's, do you say, That Doctor? sounds amazing. Yes, please, hurry. Okay, hurry. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's take turns reading about absolute ruin and nature's fury. Uh, and where else can one find such happy news but over at our friend Wikipedia. Gotta you know, love it. Right. Gotta
1: sponsor it. Well, they don't have any money, no, so never mind.
0: <laughs> we need to sponsor them. We need to sponsor them, my bad.
1: They're our source for this info, so please, Dr. Marissa, take it away. Nothing would make me happier. All right. Quote, in the autumn, not the summer, in the autumn (laughs) of 79 AD, Mount Vesuvius violently spewed forth a deadly cloud of superheated material and gases to a height of 21 miles, ejecting molten rock, pulverized pumice, and hot ash at 1.5 million tons per second, ultimately releasing 100,000 times the thermal energy of the atomic bombings of Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Yes. At the time, the region was part of the Roman Empire
0: and several Roman cities were obliterated and buried underneath massive pyroclastic surges and ashfall deposits, the best-known cities being Pompeii and Herculaneum. All right, now. Side note, put a pin in Herculaneum. (laughs) How could I not?
1: (laughs) I'm never going to forget a word like that.
0: (laughs) And uh, don't worry, I looked up Pyroclastic Surge, and it's not a sex thing. Damn it. Uh, It's a fluid-like mass of gas and rock fragments ejected during some uh, volcanic eruptions, so maybe it is a sex thing. Mm. Um, anyway, this stuff is extra special because it contains a higher ratio of gas to rock, which makes it, air quotes, turbulent. And I looked that up, and that means it just can travel in all sorts of directions and all, over, like, all sorts of terrain. Oh, okay. So rather than always traveling downhill like your average volcanic flow, this shit can go in all sorts of directions because there's more gas in it. That's... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Terrifying. Wild. Yes. It's like... Volcano on crack. It's (laughs) just insane.
1: Yes. That's exactly what happened here. Yes. So, Dr. Marissa, would you like to wrap it up? for us. Absolutely. All right. After archaeological excavations revealed much about the lives of the inhabitants, the area became a major tourist attraction and is now a UNESCO, UNESCO World Heritage Site and part of the Vesuvius National Park. The total populations, t- population of both cities was over 20,000. Hmm. It's lower than I thought. Uh, the remains of Fifteen of over fifteen hundred people have been found at Pompeii and Herculaneum. Mm-hmm. Herculane, her that place. Yeah. So far, <laughs> although the total death toll from the eruption remains unknown. Yeah. End quote. Those numbers are. Uh, I don't know why I expected the numbers to be so much more. Mm. I guess there were just less people back then. Yeah. Because like were... when I hear about a city, it's like yes. Yeah millions. Exactly. Yeah. yeah.
0: So 20,000 that was that was popping back in the day. That's
1: pretty yeah, yeah. that's fair. So that is a lot. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, my friends, we may never really know the total death count, but we do know, like you said, Dr. Marissa, that 1.5 million tons of debris were dropped on these people per second. Wild. Yeah. So one the death toll is probably a huge number. And two, it should be no surprise to hear that
1: to this day, we're still digging out. Yeah. I wonder if people just like disintegrated. Just yeah. like, yeah. Because I mean, when you involve like this gas and this rock and like fire elements, mm-hmm. you could just uh put a pin in that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh, Thank you, doctor. Well, you're welcome.
0: <laughs> so... So, the entire city of Herculaneum, for example, was buried under 75 feet of material at the end of the day. To put that into perspective, 75 feet would smother a five-story building. Oh, my God. Which is enough to cover the apartment building we're in right now. I was
1: just thinking, what if it just, like, happened on the street? I hope it doesn't. Because um, <laughs> there's a lot of cute dogs on the street. But... <laughs> yes, for the and dogs. And us. The dogs.
0: Uh, <laughs> for the dogs. My God. But
1: mostly for the dogs as a puppy, and I'm, I love it. Um, but... Where was I going with this? Yeah. Oh, but I was trying to imagine, like, how deep we would be. Yeah. Us and the dogs. We would it's be... Fucked. Super fucked. <laughs> yes. Our whole apartment. Yeah. All three we're on or the, four stories. Yeah, we're on the second floor. Oh, right? yeah, we'd be deep. Yeah.
0: That would suck. Deep. That would suck. Yeah. So, now, the weight of that material enough it is enough to kill, but honestly, for the folks of Herculaneum, for a lot of them anyway, it wasn't the weight, but... The unimaginable heat of that debris uh-huh, that did Ah, uh-huh. uh-huh. yes, yes, yes. Now, my friends, one recent discovery of a body showed this day was even more fucked up than we previously thought. Let's get into it. Yes, now, please. J- join me, will you, in the area previously known as Herculaneum. You got it. But is now called uh, Ercolano, I think. Okay. Ercolano.
1: Ercolano. I wish we had kept the original name. <laughs> it was, it's very valiant, but <laughs> yeah.
0: that's fine. Uh, so, where is this exactly? Don't worry, I got you. Uh, everyone, imagine Italy. No problemo. Uh, now imagine the foot of Italy wearing like a high-top shoe. You got it. <laughs> yeah,
1: <okay>. <laughs> no, <laughs> once again, no problemo. No problem.
0: Now just above the high top uh, on the west coast is Naples. Mm-hmm. Now move your finger a wee five miles south, and it was here Herculaneum once stood, and now stands Ercolano. Got it. There you go. Uh, according to Pier Paolo Patron, a biologist and forensic anthropologist at the University of Naples Federico II. Oh, <laughs> that's right. It was here. In the mid 1960s, an entire building was uncovered.
1: Oh my god. And
0: then and it just so happened, this was no home. Or little shop. It was a collegium agustaleum. Oh, so, I don't know what that is. Yes. Uh, I looked it up. It's a political headquarters. Oh my. If you will, where the town's representatives would gather and do all of Emperor Augustus Augustus's building bidding.
1: <laughs> Emperor Augustus's bidding. There's a lot of like long words that uh, involve a lot of I know. Breath. I, i wanted to nail it and i didn't you you know what i think you participation award you thanks, nailed it thanks. was that worse it's okay i'll leave okay, so. please don't so
0: all these folks they do his bidding think of it as like a government building slash cult situation
1: i see i was okay. i was like this is either where the best people are or the worst people are yes.
0: now hypothetically speaking If you had the fortune or misfortune of having to choose where you die, I'm pretty goddamn sure you wouldn't pick a government building or worse, dying in the building where you work. Oh, my God, please. Yeah. For one poor soul, though, that's exactly what happened. Yes, Dr. Marissa, according to Patron's study published back in the October 2020 issue of Plus One, do tell us who exactly did they find and in what
1: shape? I would love to talk about yeah. someone dying in their office. That's amazing. Okay, quote, During the archaeological excavations of the Collegium Augustalium a victim uh, was found lying on a wooden bed under a pile of volcanic ash. Given the context of the discovery, a small service room, he is believed to have been the guardian of the college. <laughs> the victim, a young adult male approximately 20 years of age, pretty old, was lying ventrally or face down in the ash. The skull and post skeletal remains show complete charring and cracking as a result of exposure to hot pyroclastic of the hot pyroclastic surge a high-speed turbulent cloud rich in hot gases ash and steam end quote sounds delicious that's um right. it really sold me on that sounds like a coffee drink i really want <laughs> <laughs> yeah like for that the- ash and steam that's right in the winter two pumps two pumps please <laughs> add a little vanilla um no this sounds absolutely terrible Horrible. so not only are you dying but like the heat is just blasting yep. away at your bones
0: yeah yeah put a uh, pin in that too at work At work. <laughs> yeah. no that's right yes my friends this young man died at work thanks to a high speed turbulent cloud rich in hot gases ash and steam
1: mm. and he was a security guard so he <laughs> yes. probably wasn't getting paid enough absolutely not. oh and he was working long hours if he was the only one there sorry i've yeah. written a whole narrative oh, for yeah. this for this poor person. Oh yeah, it's it speaks volumes. It yeah. speaks volumes. Yeah, back to the it totally pod. does. Yeah.
0: Now, Doctor Marissa, I don't have a picture of the skull you described. Mm. Uh, I do have a crazy fucking image of the imprint his body and bones left behind. Oh, though. even better, even so, better. Okay, now just so I assume you want to see it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, just like in your classic film noir murder mystery, the area where the body was found does have an outline around it. I love it. <laughs> uh, So, please tell us what you see, any indentations from the bones or whatever your forensic eye can spot, and of course, any photos that we talk about, any screenshots of video that are going to come next. uh, That'll be on our social media stuff. So, please come on by and take a look at this body. Enjoy it with
1: me. All right, here we go. Oh my God, this is amazing! (laughs) This is so fun. Okay. So I see basically what looks like a rock floor. That's kind of what it looks like, as if you were, you know, walking around outside and the ground was rock and dirt. Um, And I can see the outline, and the outline is just like in the movies. It's it's like a little outline of a person. However, there's no arms or legs below Mm -hmm. the knee. And then the crazy thing is, all of the indentations are just like, A mess. Yeah. It's a mess. It does not look like a body was there at all. It looks like someone looks like a little kid like took a rock and just like started crushing the ground with it in a bunch of places. Like there's bunch little craters everywhere. This one area looks like the leg looks like there might have been a leg bone. That's the only part of this that looks like a human portion was there. Everything else is just like crushed craters and mixed up jumbles of rocks it looks i'm worried i'm worried terrible it looks really fucking awful i'm worried and this happened a long time ago (laughs) so back in
0: the mid 1960s it was clear to archaeologists that this guy was practically practically vaporized by a gas cloud and that was pretty much as far as researchers could conclude with the technologies available at the time Cause of death was determined, and the dude's remains were labeled, stored, and that was that. Until. Yes. Until a little more than two years ago when Pierre, Paulo, Patrone, and colleagues got their hands on this guy's skull. Yes! <laughs> That's right. Yes! Now, after turning it over, Patrone was shocked to see a number of dark, shiny pieces attached to the cranium. What? Just like that gas cloud, an idea hit him. Full force. Oh, my God. He was like, yo, these glassy black fragments just might be the remains of, you guessed it, a human brain. Shut the fuck
1: up. That's right. Oh, my God. Uh (gasps) Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It's all (laughs) connecting the dots right now. There you go. The title is making sense. (laughs) Yes. Tell me more about it. Tell me more about it. Now, Dr. Marissa, I have a photo
0: of one of these pieces. Uh, I'd like to know what you think. Is this human brain rock or
1: abstract Sculpture. <laughs> so give it to. I mean, this is fucking awesome. Isn't I, that insane? I would pay to put this on a little pedestal in my house because it's actually beautiful. Yeah. It's like imagine like an abstract rock, ceramic, glass sculpture that's just kind of like it's black, it's chunky it's it's got ridges in it. it's mm-hmm. just sort of an abstract form, almost like a crumpled piece of paper, but with holes in it and and it's shiny and it's beautiful and i I kind of want to wear it yeah. like it's so cool yeah it, I really cannot describe it, Jill, you might be able to better, but oh. like it it's just you have to look at this thing. I cannot believe this was once a brain,
0: yeah, this is a just a gorgeous piece of. Just, it looks like yeah, shiny metal yeah. or obsidian rock, which is like black rock that forms after a volcanic eruption. Or if, if any art nerds are out there, this looks like a Brancusi who just like sculpted movement and shit. Like this Ooh, is, yeah. I know. Look I at out, you.
1: I, I, <laughs> I mean, out I Brancusi. <laughs> I <laughs> I don't know anything about this guy, but I will Google it afterwards because this is this is yeah.
0: catching my eye. It's fucking. It's amazing. Yeah. So Patron and friends got to work and slid these babies under a scanning electron microscope. Amazing. And Dr. Marissa, why don't you do the honors? According to ScienceNews.org, what did they see? And was this chunk of debris actually parts of the man's brain? Oh,
1: my God. I would love to talk about it. (laughs) All right. Okay. Quote, the researchers saw tubular structures as well as cell bodies that were the right sizes and shapes to be. You guessed it, neurons. Mm-hmm. Uh, in further analysis, the team found layers of tissue wrapped around tendrils in the brain tissue. Tissue wrapped around? Oh, my God. Okay, sorry. I'm literally wrapping my brain around this. Okay. The layering appears to be myelin, a fatty substance that speeds signals along nerve fibers. End quote. Yeah. So they were able to identify very specific things oh, yeah. from the brain in this what looks like a hunk of rock. Yeah. This is wild. They could find neurons. Like, I I'm, science blows my mind. <laughs> I don't know how you guys are doing it, but You're, y'all doing great. are doing it. Y'all are doing it.
0: Yeah, uh, they found neurons and even mylon sheath. Do you remember that from biology class? Shit that- no. <laughs> Not. it's the shit your neurons are wrapped in oh yeah the
1: sheath the sheath, the sheath baby <laughs> so, so, yeah. it's so crazy isn't it wild that there are things in your body that you just know nothing about sure yeah wild <laughs> anyways back to the pot oh
0: tons of shit so yeah so neurons myelin sheath this was all preserved during this catastrophic event but i know what you're wondering how in the fuck yeah how in the fuck did this happen how? now great question now, back in the mid-1960s, those researchers were damn right. This kid died under a vicious cloud of crap, that pyroclastic surge. But thanks to this evidence, we now know how hot hot got. Oh, my God. Yeah, my friends, brace yourself. This kid experienced a flash of heat of about 968 degrees Fahrenheit or 520 degrees Celsius.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh,
0: wow. Yeah. And as fast as it hit, It left passing through the building, leaving behind it a rapid cooling of air. (gasps) Yeah. So if you can imagine just like in an instant being in a thousand degree oven and then suddenly it returns to like a normal day.
1: Isn't this part of, I I mean like... First of all, it's insane that this happened, yeah. and this can happen. But like, second of all, I'm really curious. Like, I don't know anything about glass blowing, uh-huh. but I do know it's a lot about temperatures of like hot and cold. And you're absolutely right, isn't it? She's right, folks. You got it. I just don't know that much about it. If you're a glass blower, <laughs> write in and DM us and and talk about like I don't know your experience yeah. because that sounds exactly like what. The Earth did to this guy's head. Yes, and, exactly. And, and workplace, you know,
0: exactly. Yeah, this process of body tissue or anything really undergoing extreme heat, then super rapid cooling is called vitrification. Vitrification. That's it. I...
1: I, I've never heard that <laughs> word before, but it sounds awesome.
0: Yeah, and if this process sounds familiar, Dr. Marissa, you're exactly right. This is how <gasps> ceramics are made. For example, humans have learned to harness this process and turn it into art for example, Uh, and good news, humans found other uses for vitrification, like, you guessed it, using the process as a solution for long-term storage of nuclear waste. Oh my God, (laughs) amazing. (laughs) I looked it up and Dr. Marissa, please give us a quick summary. How in the fucking world are we storing our nuclear waste this way?
1: (laughs) (laughs) We'd love to talk about it because it's making no sense to me right now. All right. Uh, Based on the study, Glassy Waste Forms for Nuclear Waste Immobilization. Quote, in a method uh, called geomelting, waste is mixed with glass-forming chemicals in a furnace to form molten glass that then solidifies in canisters, thereby immobilizing the waste. So cool. It is widely assumed that such waste can be stored for relatively long periods in this form without concern for air or groundwater contamination. According to the Pacific Northwest National Labs, quote, vitrification locks dangerous materials into a stable glass form that will last for thousands of years. End quote. That makes total sense, and that's totally fucking cool. (laughs) Am I crazy? You just... With yep. glass, uh-huh. and then it's all yep frozen together. There you go. That's so cool. And not frozen, but like you know,
0: yeah, vitrified. I, she's got it, folks. That's right, my friends. Two thousand years from now, archaeologists aren't going to find brains, but nuclear waste. Yes, <laughs> That's <then>. a good luck. <laughs> I hope someone leaves a note now. That's... After the break, I just found out about blue lightning on Earth. What? Yes, <laughs> and uh, you will too. So stay tuned. Please do. And we're back. We are so back. We're so back. And my friends, we're all together on the International Space Station. Wow! That's right. It's a tight fit, but we made it. Holy Uh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) It also just so happens to be February 26th in the year, no one remembers, say it with me now. 2019. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I messed it up so hard. No, you didn't. 2019. (laughs) But... (laughs) That's right, 2019. Yes, nailed it. <laughs> also, just by, like, absolute coincidence, this story took place three years and a day ago. That's so cute. I know. Today's February 27th, and
1: Aww. this took place
0: Well, February depending 26th. on what
1: happened, it's <laughs> cute.
0: <laughs> it's cute. It's super cool. Okay, super okay. Cool. So, as you can imagine, there's a lot of gadgets and doohickeys on the International Space Station. Even some mounted on the outside of it, like... Optical cameras, photometers, and an X-ray and gamma-ray detector, just to name a few. Cool. Now, on this day, those gadgets recorded a beautiful yet strange weather phenomenon above a thunderstorm. Ooh. sexy. Mm. Uh, Dr. Marissa, I have two videos of what was captured. Thank
1: God. (laughs) You know I love a video.
0: Yes. So one video is an artist's rendering. Okay. And the other is the actual footage. Oh, my God. Now, I'd like to show the artist's rendering first because it slows down the action and you really get a sense of context. Okay. Ooh la la. Ooh and la la. Then we're going to take a look at the real deal. What do you oh, say? Yes, please. Yes, okay. let's do it. All right. So, please tell us what you see in each video. And if y'all at home or work or if you'd like to watch while you're driving, fire up your YouTube and search for ESA, Elves Seen from Space. What? That's the first video. And the second is from Science Casts, and the video is called A Display of Lights Above a Storm. Ooh. That's right. Uh, I'll also have screenshots of what we see as well on our social media stuff, so please come on by and see what we're about to see. (laughs) Fuck yeah. Stop by. All right. Here is the first video. Dr. Marissa, it's only 10 seconds long, so we can play it a bunch of times. Okay, cool. All right. What
1: do you see? Okay. All right, so oh, this is awesome. I just need to wow. We what? Pause. Okay. Um. All right. So this is the simulated one. This is the yeah artist rendering. This is very beautiful. Um. Okay. So basically, I'm viewing, uh, Earth from space. No big deal. Um. (laughs) And I saw like you can see the clouds, um, on Earth. So. From the different direction than we normally see them mm-hmm. uh, from the outside, and um, I saw this big like um, light pulse, yeah, kind of in a big, just shoot out from the from a point, kind of almost like a bomb or something. That's a terrible way to describe it, but if you can imagine like a a, l- a, a, ring, ripple, of a yeah. ring of light, a ring of light, yes, not a bomb at all. But then afterwards. This blue, after the ring of light had dissipated, this blue spark, mm-hmm. uh, this blue line of, yeah, I'm guessing this is lightning. Yeah, shoots out from Earth. Yeah, like yeah. a little laser. Yeah, isn't that <laughs> crazy? Like <laughs> that's <laughs> fucking weird. <laughs> what? Yeah.
0: Um, can, can I see more? Yeah, yeah, sure. Do you, do you want to move on to the real deal? The real stuff? Yeah! Right, so let's let's move on do to it! The, to the real one. Okay. Oh my god. Here we go. So this is what was captured on the International Space Station, and uh, it's a doozy.
1: Ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Oh my god, what? Wow! What? Oh. Whoa! I know, that's real. It's fucking real. Oh my god, this happens? Like, what? What? <laughs> So it's like what I described, but it is very real. It kind of looks like there's this ring of light around these clouds. And then a purple, like, almost like a fart. (laughs) That's actually really accurate. I don't know how else to describe it. Like a very sharp neon fart just comes out from the clouds. And it's incredible. It's like a... (laughs) A, uh, thing of beauty a poof of light <laughs> it is a poof <laughs> it's so cool it's, i swear yeah. to god when you see it I... it'll all make sense yeah it will all makes sense imagine
0: when you look at a thunder cloud you see like lightning within the cloud yeah and then but in this case it's a whole different color and it's shooting up. It's, and
1: it's shooting yeah, up and a, it is looks fart. straight. <laughs> yes. Unlike lightning, which is kind of, looks like veins. Mm-hmm. Uh, this looks like a fart. Yeah. Straight up fart. How many times can I say fart <laughs> in this episode? As many as possible.
0: You're a doctor. You can... Diagnose. It's, it's a fart. <laughs> so, my friends, that bluish column of light is aptly called a blue jet. Oh, that
1: actually makes more sense. That than the a af- fart. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's a jet of light. Yes, much better.
0: I think that was a close second.
1: Yeah, they're like, they're like, ah, did we name it a fart or a blue jet? Ah. I think that's what they called it around, like the the lab or the <laughs> no, office, right. the the station. I don't know, wherever mm-hmm. they. Live and work.
0: Yeah, exactly. I agree. So, uh, and they're hard to see from the ground because it's basically a form of lightning that erupts from the top of clouds during storms. Magical. Now, yeah, I know, so cool. Needless, needless to say, we don't capture them on film that often, so this footage and the readings taken by all those gadgets was super informative. Ooh.
1: Let's
0: get into it. Now, officially on that day, February 26th, scientists first saw five intense flashes of blue light each lasting about 10 to 20 milliseconds. Then a blue jet fanned out from the cloud in a narrow cone that stretched into the stratosphere. That
1: is a much better way of describing it. But I'm realizing now all of the words I could have used, and I didn't. Um, yes.
0: I do not regret anything you said. Okay. It was beautiful. It was magical. It was your artist's rendering, and it's valid. Yeah.
1: The cloud fucking farted. It did.
0: Oh, my God! Get this, folks. The blue jet uh, reached an altitude roughly thirty two miles above sea level. Oh, my God! So that, it looked really tiny in the yeah. video, but it was
1: huge.
0: Wow, yeah. it really looks small. yeah. So I know what you're asking. why the f- well what the fuck is a stratosphere? Yes, uh, <laughs> I am. <laughs> Thank God. Why is this light traveling up and why is it blue? Yeah. All great why? questions. So, is it blue? Be- no, okay. No. Um, <laughs> you stopped yourself. Okay. All right. Okay. I, I Do was you guessing. Tell us?
1: Yeah, I'm, and I'm probably wrong, but like some sort of light reflection from the ocean. Doesn't deal with the ocean, but oh, okay. it does Cause the deal with not... light.
0: Okay. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> ignore me. No, uh. you're. You have to... You're halfway there. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Cool, 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 So, Dr. Marissa, what do you say we break down what this stratosphere thing is together by reading from our source, sciencing.com?
1: Nothing would make me happier. Okay. they have
0: a great summary over there of what it is, so I thought we should read it. Uh, and just a heads up, y'all, the lowest region, <clears throat> excuse me, the lowest region of our atmosphere extending from the Earth's surface to a height of about four or four to six miles, is what's called the troposphere. Ah. And every beautiful storm cloud forms in it, and it's what you and I walk around in, the troposphere. Nice. But right above the troposphere is the stratosphere, That's where that blue jet shot into, and we're going to talk about it right now. Let's talk about it. Dr. Marissa, please tell us about this stratosphere and what's so fun about it. Oh, I would love
1: to. All right. Quote, the stratosphere extends from about 6 miles or 10 kilometers to about 30 miles or 50 kilometers. As anyone who has ever climbed a mountain knows, temperature decreases with height in the troposphere. Not so in the stratosphere. The temperature at the bottom of the stratosphere can be chilly, negative 75 degrees Fahrenheit. But at the top, ice would melt because the average temperature is 32 degrees Fahrenheit. That's (laughs) That's
0: right. Now, the reason for the positive temperature gradient in the stratosphere because of the presence of ozone ah, ozone is formed when three oxygen molecules join together and this happens in the stratosphere because of the intensity of the sun's ultraviolet radiation yes the formation of ozone absorbs this radiation and heats up as it absorbs ultraviolet sunlight end quote There you
1: go. A little protection
0: there. So one last fact about our stratosphere friend. It's 78% nitrogen. Oh. Ooh, 78%. Uh, Put a pin in that. You got it. So moving on for a moment. What's up with that jet traveling up and why is it blue? Yeah. All right. Well, my friends, inside your storm cloud. There's a lot of shit going
1: down. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Agreed. It's so loud. It's so
0: loud. There's cold air carrying ice crystals. There's warm air carrying water droplets. And during a storm, all that material is rubbing up against itself, creating a fiery tango, if you Ooh. will. That's right. Resulting in a cloud having multiple electrical charges. Oh my God, it's...
1: Amazing. That's so cool.
0: (laughs) So, in terms of lightning, what we're used to seeing is the negatively charged bottom half of the cloud connecting with the positively charged shit on the ground. But, Dr. Marissa, please tell us what's happening when that cloud and the
1: stratosphere collide. I would love to talk about this. All right, from LiveScience.com, quote, Blue jets seem to appear when the positively charged upper region of a cloud interacts with the negatively charged boundary between the cloud and the air above it. I get it. The blue jet appears as a result of this electric breakdown, which uh, where the opposing charges swap places in the clouds and briefly equalize, releasing static electricity, end quote. It's a little shock. There you go. Well, it's a big shock. It's a
0: huge spark. it's a a big spark. It's about thirty two miles, yeah. (laughs) Wow, Wow, that's insane. Oh my god. Crazy, yes. That's another form of lightning, which means let's talk about the color situation. Yes. When energy is released above the cloud, it collides with all those nitrogen gases which shimmer blue when excited. That's so cute. That's right, just like me. So, thanks to the gases we've got down here in the troposphere, we get white lightning. Yes. And thanks to the 78% nitrogen-rich stratosphere, on occasion, the International Space Station and maybe a few aliens get to enjoy blue jets. Aww. And that's so cool.
1: I the like that. end. The Yay! end. Yay! Love that aliens are looking at our <laughs> Little... blue, blue farts. That's <laughs> right. <Sorry. laughs> I hope they enjoy it. <laughs> Oh, student again. Yay. <laughs>
0: Come to Earth. <laughs> we got blue farts. <laughs> uh, and thank you for listening, rating, telling your friends about the blue farts and the human brain that turned to glass one day. Seriously. Thank wow. you.
1: Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and please stay interesting. Please do.